Colgate Tooth Powder presents Inner Sanctum Mysteries. Good evening, friends. This is your host, welcoming you in through the creaking door into the Inner Sanctum. Well, it's so nice of you to come here tonight and help me sit up with the corpse. He's such dull company, so stiff and cold, bored with being dead. All the uh, life seems to have got out of him. <laughs> what? You say you've seen him before? Oh, no. He's not the horror man who plays in pictures. But he does look like him. So much so, in fact, you might call him a dead ringer. <laughs> Tonight's Inner Sanctum Mystery, Voice on the Wire, is an original radio drama by Robert Sloan and Miss Julianne Glass in the role of Geraldine Reeves. It's produced under the direction of Diego Montalban. Use Colgate tooth powder. Keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it at night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder. Romance. What is romance? Romance is the light on the path of love, but a light so delicate that even a breath may put it out. Even a breath. You'd hate for that to happen to you, wouldn't you? Well, don't let a breath of trouble ruin your romance. Don't let unpleasing breath offend the one you love. Tell you what, brush your teeth night and morning and before every day with Colgate Tooth Powder, because scientific tests have definitely proven that seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And let me add, Colgate Tooth Powder is the only tooth powder that offers proof of this fact. And then, too, Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth beautifully. No amount of money can buy a dentifrice that will clean your teeth more quickly and thoroughly. Remember that name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. No doubt the telephone is an ingenious invention, but mm, as far as I know... No one has yet been able to commit murder over it, although many people have wanted to. Still, there are worse things you can get on the phone than a wrong number. Especially if you happen to call the voice on the wire on a long, narrow island just off the shore of one of our larger lakes. Miss Geraldine Reeves, widow of the late composer David Reeves, lives alone in a gaunt, gray-shingled house. Only a few hundred yards away are the charred remains of her, her former home, where David was burned to death in a fire just two years ago. It's after dinner now, and as the clock in the hall strikes eight. You've got to get hold of yourself, Geraldine. I can't help it, Doctor. You see, it starts every night. About this time. What starts? The music. David's last composition. 
I hear it being played on a piano, and the notes seem to come from the old house, the house where David died in the fire. Well, perhaps someone is playing that piece on the piano. Someone on the island. No, no, there's only one other house out here, and those people are away. And the dog. A, a dog keeps howling all night long. What dog? I don't know. There's no dog on the island, but David and I did have a dog. Remember? He stayed with David the night of the fire. He died with him because David was too ill to get out of bed. There. There it is again. That's amazing. That's a real dog somewhere on the island. Oh, do you think so? Why, of course. Probably some stray got across the bridge or swam over from the shore. Well, you see, I... Oh. Excuse me, Doctor. Certainly. Hello? Hello. Miss Geraldine Reeves. Yes, speaking. Who is this? Listen. You have four hours to live, Mrs. Reeves. Four hours to live. What? What did you say? Hello? Hello? What's the matter, Geraldine? The music. The same music. I heard it again. What? Over the phone. Someone's playing it on the piano. It must be some sort of prank. No, no, no. A, a, a man spoke to me. He said I have four hours to live. Four hours to... Here, let me have that phone. No. It's no use. He's run off. Well, we might be able to trace the call. Hello? Operator? Operator? Somebody's trying to kill me. Hello? Operator? Operator? What's wrong, Doctor? I'm afraid the wires have been cut. We'd better get into my car and drive into town right away. Yes. Yes, it isn't safe for me to stay here another minute. can't understand it. The motor won't turn over. Somebody must have meddled with the car while we were in the house. Well, try my car, Doctor. I think perhaps I'd better. Is it in the garage? Yes. Yes, I left. Great heavens. It's gone. The garage is empty. The car's been stolen. Now, let's not lose our heads, Geraldine. But... We're not completely cut off yet. If we can't use a car, we can still walk. But it's almost a mile to the bridge, and the road is so dark down along by the water... It won't be too dark with a flashlight. We'd go down through the woods to the edge of the water and walk along the shore. Oh, wait a minute. What's the matter? I just remembered. David's brother's driving out here tonight. Are they? Yes, and his wife, Laura. They said they'd be here by 8.30, and if we wait for them, they can take us back in their car. What do you think, Doctor? That's safer than trying to make it alone. If we wait right here, perhaps we can watch the bridge and see them coming. Heaven's sake, Geraldine, what are you staring at? The bridge, Doctor! The bridge! Look! This end of it's been washed out! Splice. <laughs> and when? Doctor, this is crazy. 
searching for a telephone wire in the back of the house? If we're seen out here, there's no telling what might happen. Please, please, Geraldine. We've got to find out where that wire was cut and splice it together again. It's our only chance of reaching the police. But it's almost nine o'clock. We've wasted an hour already. If I'm not out of here by twelve... Stop it, Geraldine. Stop it. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to... What's that? It's the dog again. That confounded dog is tied up somewhere around here. No, no, I didn't mean that. I meant the light on the road. There's a strange light on the road. The headlight of a car, coming this way. A, a car? Yes. Quick. Behind the house and stay out of sight. It's turning into the driveway. How could a car have come out here onto the island with that bridge out? Shh. They're getting out. Oh, why, it's Harvey and, and Laura. <laughs> Good heavens. Oh, Harvey. Hello. Harvey, oh, Harvey, I... Well, for Pete's sake, Jerry, what are you doing? Playing hide-and-seek with us back then? Oh, Harvey, I'm so glad you've come. Jerry, what's the matter? Everything. Oh, just everything. But but first, you've got to tell us how you got here. Well, we just drove over the bridge and on up the road the way we always do. But how could you drive over the bridge? It's been washed out. What? Well, I saw it with my own eyes. And Dr. Priesting saw it too, didn't you, Doctor? I certainly did. Oh, you must be mistaken. We drove over the bridge not more than two minutes ago. Are you sure you haven't been on the island longer than that? Oh, I'm positive. Why? Well, some very strange things have been happening here tonight. Geraldine's life was threatened, her car stolen, and mine tampered with. What? What are you talking about? Look, I'll show you. The starter in my car won't even turn the motor over. Here. By George, it's working now. Say, what is this, Charity? Have you and the doctor been taking a few pills? Or did you drink too much wine at dinner? Oh, no, no. Everything he said is true. Even the telephone wires have been... I I must be going out of my mind. That is my telephone ringing, isn't it? Yes, of course. Aren't you going to answer it? I'm almost afraid to. Come with me, Harvey, will you, while I do? Sure. Mrs. Reeves? Yes? Listen. It's nine o'clock, Mrs. Reeves. You have three hours to live. Perfect. Yay! I can't stand this waiting, this endless waiting. Why don't the police come? Easy now, Jerry. They'll be here. You only found them a few minutes ago. But something can happen before they get here. I have a gun ready, just in case anything should happen, and I won't hesitate to use it. You you have a gun, Doctor? Wired, yes. Geraldine gave it to me before you arrived. Oh. What's the matter? You trust me with a gun, don't you? Why, why of course I... <gasps> Laura, what is it? A face at the window. I just saw a face at the window. Laura, please, you're letting your imagination run away with you. No, I saw it right there. The face of... Of a dead man. Quick, Harvey. Out the back way. Right. No, no, please don't leave us. We'll be right outside the window. Jerry, I'm afraid. Well, there's nothing we can do, Laura. They won't be far away. And I... 
I don't trust Dr. Creasing. You never should have given him that gun. Why not? Because I think he's a murderer. Laura? Yes. Don't you remember how he acted at the trial when you were accused of starting a fire that killed David? But... He testified against you time and again, subtly, to make them think you did it. Because he started that fire himself. What on earth are you saying? I'm telling you the truth. During the trial, he swore that he wasn't on the island the night of the fire. But he was, and I can prove it. How? By this cigarette case of his. Here, look at it. You see how it's charred and melted on the side where his initials were? He must have left it in the fire that night by mistake. But he couldn't have. The police searched everything the next morning. They would have found it in the ashes. Not if it wasn't there. He came back for it that same night, as soon as he missed it, and dragged it out of the fire. He knew it would incriminate him if it were found in his possession, so he threw it into the lake as he drove home over the bridge. And that's where we found it, in the water, the last time we were out here. Oh, Laura, I hope you're wrong. So do I. But if I'm right, we're all in for it. Laura! The lights! Somebody turn off the lights! Ah! Laura! Laura, where are you? Jerry, the door! Coming through the door! It's the face I saw on the island! Laura! Laura! to be me, Harvey. Whoever came through that door intended to kill me. Jerry, please. How is Laura, Doctor? I'm afraid I can't do anything for her, Harvey. She's passed on. Oh. Laura. Laura, darling. You'd better not touch the body, Harvey. Oh, leave me alone. You've done enough already, Dr. Fredson. I beg your pardon? You have a lot of explaining to do when the police arrive, Doctor. I'll tell them how you ran away from me out there, before the lights went out, and how you were in this room while... When they were went on again. Harvey, don't say things you'll regret later on. Just a moment. Where's the cigarette case Laura had in her hand when the lights went out? What cigarette case? You know the one I mean, Dr. Preesing. The gold one that was charred in the fire. I haven't the faintest idea what you're talking about. I have. And if you're as innocent as you claim to be, you won't mind being searched. Not at all. Go right ahead. I will. Who are you calling, Geraldine? The police! I-, I can't understand why they haven't arrived yet. It's almost ten o'clock! Maybe something's happened to them on the way. Maybe their car broke down. Their car, too? Huh? Nothing. Only it seems as if your car is the only one that works when you want it to. Headquarters? Oh, Sergeant! Sergeant, I can't understand why your men aren't here yet! A murder's been committed! Do you think you've been calling the police department all this time, Mrs. Reeves? David's music? It's ten o'clock, Mrs. Reeves. You have two more hours. Jerry, are you in your room? Yes, Harvey. What is it? This is our chance, Jerry. We'd better run away from Dr. Princeton now, while we're alone. Yes, of course, Harvey, but how will we go? In my car, it's just... Wait a minute, listen. What is it? Sounds like footsteps in the living room. Preston must be in there. No, I saw him go outside. He said he wanted to see if he could find the dog. Well, there's someone in there. I'm going to find out who it is. Be careful, Harvey. He may be standing just outside the door. Yeah, yeah, all right. You stay behind me. Is anybody there? No, there doesn't seem to be. Don't overlook me, Harvey. (gasps) Well, Dr. Preston... You've been standing at the door with your ear to the keyhole? No, not exactly. 
I thought you were supposed to be outside looking for the drone. I was outside, for a while. But I saw someone moving around in here, so I came back. When I got here, your wife's body was gone. What? Gone? Lord's body? Gone? I assume that it's gone. It's not where it was on the floor. What? For the... But how could that... Look here, Precinct. You were alone in this room. And so were you, after I left. Wasn't he, Geraldine? Well, yes, now that I think back, he was. Certainly. What's more, Geraldine saw me leave the house, and when I left, the body was still here. After that, I don't know what happened. What are you driving at? Draw your own conclusions. I've drawn mine. Why you? Harvey, stop it! I'm sorry, Jerry, I just... The dog again. Yeah, I can't understand why you couldn't find that dog, Dr. Princeton. He must be right out there where the old house used to be. Well, if you think you can find him, why don't you go? Good heavens, man! What? Look, there's a fire burning out there. On the grounds of the old house. Princeton, you started that fire yourself, and you're burning Laura's body in it to cover up your crime. Harvey, where are you going? I'm going off to the fire, Jerry. I've got to stop it. I've got to put it out. I'm going to lose my mind if somebody doesn't stop these awful things from happening. Won't anybody help us? I- Easy, Geraldine. The man who hopes to kill you is trying to break you down first. It's part of his plan. Here, take a sip of brandy. It'll help you. All right. Thank you, Doctor. I- What's the matter? Oh, nothing, really. I just don't care for any brandy just now. What's wrong with it? Well, I- I didn't- Say anything was wrong with it, I just don't- You fool. Do you think I'm trying to poison you? I don't know what to think. Here, give me the brandy. I'll drink it myself. There. Believe me now? I don't believe anyone. Listen to me, Geraldine. I'm the best friend you have in the world right now. You've got to understand that. Because there isn't much more time. We've got to get away from Harvey while he's still out there. What do you mean? Can't you see? He's trying to kill you. That's a lie! It isn't, Geraldine. Harvey's the one that's lied to us. He and Laura both. They intended to kill you when the lights went out, but in the darkness, Harvey made a fatal mistake. He thought it was you he was strangling, not Laura. I won't believe that! It's the truth! They never drove across that bridge at 9 o'clock tonight. They've been on the island all evening. How do you know? Because I saw the bridge with their own eyes. And I saw it again just five minutes ago. It's still down. You're lying! Come out and see for yourself. You're just trying to get me out of this house. Stop being such a fool. Here, take this gun and it won't give you any security. Take it. And hold us to my back while we're out there, but for heaven's sake, let's get away from Harvey while there's still a chance. All right. Give me the gun. Here. Now, you keep in front of me all the time. And I'm warning you, if you make one false move, I'll kill you in cold blood. You see? Harvey and Laura were lying to us. The bridge is still down. You're right. They couldn't have come across that bridge. Of course not. The only trouble is, we can't get back over it now either. We've got to get away, Doctor. Now, before we're seen. What about the house at the other end of the island? The people are away. But they might have a boat. Yes, of course. They do have a boat. We can row to mainland. Come on, quick. All right. I have a feeling we're being followed. It's your imagination. Hurry, Geraldine. Hurry. We are being followed, Doctor. Look behind us. There's a man with a dog. 
good heavens. It's just like the dog you own. The one that died in the fire. Yes, and the man. It's David! We've lost them. Lost them in the woods. They can't be far behind. Doesn't matter now. The house is just ahead. But the boat, Doctor! The boat's not at the landing! It must be. Well, it isn't. Can't you see it isn't? Perhaps it's around back. No, that side of the house faces the road. Then we'll have to break in. Hide here until the morning. Our best chance is to be inside where we can protect ourselves. After all, you still have a gun. But I hardly know how to use it. Then give it to me. No! You still don't trust me, do you? I don't know, Doctor, but, but I'm the one who's been threatened, so I really should have the gun. Very well. Wait here. I'll break through the window and come around on the inside. Did you hurt yourself? No, I'm alright. Just wait here for me and I'll unlock the door. Oh, hurry, Doctor! Please hurry! They're on our trail again! Come inside, Geraldine, quickly, and lock the door behind you. What's wrong, Doctor? Nothing's wrong. We're in luck. There's a phone here. But it hasn't been disconnected. Oh, hello. Hello, op operator. This isn't the operator. Tell Mrs. Reeves it's 11 o'clock. She has one more hour to live. Half past 11. I won't leave this house. I'm not going to run away any longer. If they're going to kill me, let them come here and do it. Only, for heaven's sakes, why don't they do it right away? Why don't they just come here and get it over with instead of waiting until 12 o'clock? Geraldine, please. Well, I can't stand it any longer. I'd rather die than go through any more of this torture. I just can't. Sit down for a moment. Relax. And try to ease your mind. Oh, for... Dr. Precinct, what are you doing? Playing the piano. I thought it might relax you. But that melody... You... You're the one I hear at night playing David's music. Playing it right here in this house. Yes, Geraldine. I rented this house to protect you from David and the dog. Well, stop it! Stop playing that piece! Just stop it! You didn't know that David would come back to life, did you, Geraldine? Now stay where you are! Stay! Don't be afraid. I won't harm you as long as you have that gun. But the gun won't stop David. David's dead! Is he? Listen. It's right outside the door. And at any moment, he'll be here to take you with him. No! David? David! Yes, Geraldine. I've come back to see you. In spite of everything you've done. Stop! You killed me, didn't you, darling? You started the fire because you knew I was too much of an invalid to get out of bed. Stay where you are! You hated me, Geraldine. Stop! No! Your bullets can't harm me now. Nothing you can do can harm me because I'm dead and you're still alive. David! David, forgive me! I... I didn't know what I was doing that night. Please, please believe me. I was sorry as soon as I started that fire, but it was too late then. I couldn't put it out. I just couldn't. I... How dare you? How dare you ask my forgiveness when you're still lying? But, but I'm not lying. I'm not. I told you everything. Why didn't you tell the police? Because I wanted to live. You confess everything now? Oh, yes, David. Yes, I will. If you'll only just leave me alone, please. Please, it, it, it was my cigarette case Laura found in the water. Uh, I'd thrown it over the bridge that same night, after I took it out of the fire. I... Well, 
I guess that's all we need, Harvey. A full confession with two witnesses. Harvey? Yes, Geraldine. I do look like my brother in this dim light. But, but, you're not David? How could he be? David's dead, isn't he? And the dead can't really return. And the dog Laura is holding outside is the same breed as you owned. Laura? Laura, did you say Laura's still alive? Very much so, Geraldine. It wasn't hard for me to pretend being dead with the doctor keeping you away from my body. Then you were all in this together. You forced this confession out of me! Yes, Geraldine. The late cottages Dr. Prissy slipped into that gun of yours really turned the trap. Oh, excuse me. Hello? Hello? Oh, hello, Inspector. Yes, it's all right now. You can hook the wires up again. She's told the truth. And you better get to work on that bridge right away. We're making a trip to the mainland. It's an outrage! All those juicy chances for murder? And not one drop of blood spilled? Ah, well, I guess that's the way it is some nights. You can't lay away a corpuscle. <laughs> and that, David, what a dud he turned out to be. Didn't even have the courage to step out of his own grave. <laughs> and now a moment while the Colgate voices bring you a message. You lose Colgate tooth powder. Keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it at night to help you rate with every date. Use Colgate Tell me, do you really mean it when you say, I want to be alone? Or are you just pretending that you don't care about dates? Could it be that a little breath of trouble has cooled your romance? A little breath? What a pity to let unpleasing breath ruin your romance. Why not brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder? Scientific tests prove that Colgate tooth powder in seven cases out of ten instantly stops unpleasant breath that originates in the mouth. So use Colgate tooth powder for all it's worth. Enjoy its exciting cleansing results, too. No amount of money can buy you a dentifrice that will clean your teeth more quickly or effectively than Colgate tooth powder. Remember the name. Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on powder. You don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Unless you want me to do the last for you. <laughs> and we're going to start in three, two... Well, it's time for me to join the moonbeams now. But before I leave under a cloud, before I'm missed, <laughs> uh, there's no moral to this story. Just the fact that when you're dead, brother, you're dead. <laughs> by the way, this month's inner sanctum mystery novel is Puzzle for Puppets by Patrick Quentin. Well, now it's really time to close... That squeaking door until next week when Colgate Tooth Powder brings you another inner sanctum mystery. So until then, good night. Pleasant dreams, huh? 
Latest reports from doctors on the 14-day palm olive plan. Kansas City reports better complexions for 93%. New Orleans reports better complexions for 97%. In city after city, doctors tested the 14-day palm olive plan on all types of skin, and two out of three of all women tested got better complexions in 14 days. What is this 14-day palm olive plan? Wash your face three times a day with palm olive soap. Then each time take 60 seconds more to massage palm olive's lovely soft lather into your skin as you would a cream. Then rinse. This cleaning massage with palm olive lather brings your skin to its full beautifying effect. See what palm olive can do for your skin in 14 days. Remember, doctors prove palm olive's beauty results. All right, I'll cue you in. Remember, another Inner Sanctum Mystery next Wednesday night. This is AGC, the All Geeks Considered Podcast Channel.